Are you an investor or a first-time buyer who's looking to buy more income-producing property, but when you go to the bank, they say no? Well, the reason they say no is because traditional mortgage loans simply do not work for investors, and it's, they're going to continue to prevent you from building wealth. My name is Athena Chalikas Barocas. I'm a top producer and award-winning realtor with Coldwell Banker here in sunny South Florida. I'm also the host and producer of the SoFlo Real Estate Show. On today's video, you will learn about what we are calling the no-doc rental loan. This is a loan that's going to allow you to buy rental properties over and over and over again and build wealth. If you know somebody who's interested in building wealth through real estate, this is a great video to share. So let's get to it. Let me welcome my guest, Danny Badoon of FCM Home Loans. Danny, I love having you here. Welcome. Thank you, Athena, and I love being on your show. So thank you for having me once again. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm really excited about this topic. I've been talking to investors, first-time home buyers, especially my first-time home buyers, because what we're going to talk about today can be life-changing. I agree. You know, when you look at, you know, we like statistics. You and I love statistics. Um, when you look at the statistics of people who own property, and those who don't own property, the net worth of someone who owns property, whether it's their primary or investment property, is 43 times greater than somebody who doesn't. That's an outstanding, incredible statistic. Yes, it is. It's pretty incredible. And to piggyback off that, um, so the great Robert, uh, Robert Barron and uh, millionaire prototype Andrew Carnegie once said that 90% of millionaires be, uh, become so through real estate ownership. So it's never a wrong time to own real estate, but there are better times. There are. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been selling real estate for 20 years. I have seen every market twice over. And the yes. one thing I do tell my clients, regardless of the market, jump in. Real estate is the best way to grow wealth regardless of where you are in the market, regardless of price, and regardless of interest rates. Agreed. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the no-doc rental loan. And um, I love the term right there, no-doc rental yes. loan. I think this is more clear than that. You know? Pretty much. Uh, but what I want you to do, Danny, is start from why traditional mortgage loans do not work when you're trying to build wealth via real estate acquisition. Why don't yes. they work for the common investor? And before we do, you want to talk about the rates for today? Yeah, let's do it. I love okay. it. Okay. Well, uh, just for the audience to know, so mortgage rates as a precursor are tied directly correlated to the 10-year treasury, indirectly correlated when the Fed say we're raising rates. There's a cause and effect when we say indirectly, it's only because there's other extenuating circumstances as they're trying to hedge inflation. So there's the, there's the correlation of the indirectness. So today's 10-year treasury is about 4.5%. That is record high. It's unprecedented. Just from April until today, April of this year, we're at 3.2%. So you can clearly see just in the last few months, it's went up 130 basis points, which is pretty significant. That is significant. So, yes. Now, segueing into that, you know, why are these type of loans more than ever becoming so, well, they've always been very powerful, but more than ever, 
I mean, most entrepreneurs, most investors are pretty leveraged. They have a lot of moving parts. Um, and, you know, the tax codes were built for a reason for people who are smart enough or rich enough or wealthy enough or just smart, clever enough to want to use the tax system to their advantage. So a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners or real estate investors do just that. So when you do that, I mean, there's there's always the pros and cons. There's way more pros than outweigh the cons. However, one of the cons, I guess, very loosely put is, you know, you're too much write-offs, too much appreciation. Obviously, we're not accountants here. Please consult with your accountant. But your your adjusted gross income or your your K one, which is your profit distribution, usually shows very little profit or income, whether it's a Schedule C or Schedule K, to go report it to the lenders in order to say I qualify under a full documentation documentation or traditional loan. So that eliminates that issue. Investors are sophisticated. Uh, when you're when you're purchasing a primary home, as you know, uh, it's an emotional attachment. It's an emotional transaction. When it comes to investments, it's probably 10% emotion, 90% all business and all numbers and all metrics. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the precursor to why business owners or investors like to jump on these type of loans. There is no income qualification. There is no W-2s. There's no nothing. It's just asset and credit score. Yeah. And I liked what you said. First of all, let's talk about an investor in their property. There are leveraged. And they don't qualify for the regular mortgage loan. Just like a, if you know someone who is a non-W-2 employee, you take those expenses to offset your income, to offset your taxes. And at the end of the year, the deductions are very good. Yes. But those deductions, when your bank looks at them, doesn't like what they see. They see, no, you have <laughs> no income. But you're like, no, I do have income. My yeah. property has $700,000 exactly. of equity in it, right? Yep. I run my rentals at the highest value. I do everything as an investor should do. And what does yep. the bank say? The bank says, no, you're yes. over leveraged. You don't have the income and we're not giving you a loan. Yep. That's and exactly so, um, you know, as an investor, you go, okay, now what do I do? You know, I, I did my job. But now I want to go out and buy another property or a first time buyer who can't get into the regular market because of whatever the reasons might be. Can use this as a way of getting into the housing market. Yes. And so um, this is why I'm so excited, Danny, to go into this. Yes, so, for and sure. Go into it somewhat logically because there's so much good information. And at the end of the video, um, going to have an opportunity to get some questions answered hopefully or be able to go back out there and answer questions as a result of this so i'm really excited so let's talk about how the no rental no doc rental loan actually is um is determined you know we used to have when we go into primary traditional loans loan to value income and all that but with the non doc um, rental loan we have the DCSR, and that's really income and expense ratio, more so than a loan-to-value ratio, correct? Correct. What, what, th there are multiple factors, but that is one. So just so the audience knows, a DSCR, debt service coverage ratio, you're taking the total income, you're dividing it into the total carrying cost, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance in any homeowners association, and then you need a debt ratio, and that ratio needs to be 
one to one or higher. That's a traditional debt service ratio loan. But the no doc rental loan actually is more aggressive than that even. So however you want to start talking, I can talk it because those are technically two different types of loans. That's very exciting that we can talk about. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Let's stick with the no doc rental loan for today. Okay. That sounds so, good. So based on the aforementioned that I just said, so again, lenders are looking for one-to-one or better. And the better it is, the better the rate, the better the loan to value, the whole nine yards. With the no doc rental loan, basically, or no, no, uh, yes, no doc rental loan, uh, DSCR, it does not have to meet that qualification anymore. So if your rental income is less than your carrying cost, as long as you have a 700 plus score, you're going to have to put more of a down payment. So with the traditional, I'm going to call it traditional, although DSCR is non-traditional, but for this conversation, for the traditional DSCR, you could go as low as 20% down or 80% loan to value. And then obviously it gets more aggressive, the better the credit score, the, you know, the more down payment, the whole nine yards on the interest rate. So this loan really is all about, so the lender is saying, hey, since property values are going up like crazy right now, and they're going to continue to go up based upon the pure metrics of supply and demand, we're going to forecast the future worth of the rental property, um, the future value, we should say, the future value and the future appreciation of rental uh, you know, income. So that's kind of the, the precursor to it all. Okay, very good. So a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity here is what I'm yes. hearing. Yes, a lot, a lot. And, you know, we are going to be talking about purchasing, but I don't want to miss one point, and that is the importance of refi and how these loans can be utilized for refinance purposes and why this is so important to our investor population to be able to do that. Can you yes. go into um, a couple of the different reasons why investors should look at this type of loan for um, a refi purpose? Yeah, I mean, you could refi for simple as just lowering your rate. And obviously, the lower the rate, the lower the carrying cost, the higher the income. That's number one, right? You want to change your loan terms, uh, you know, and then reduce your monthly payment to pay. Uh, you can pay it off faster. Um, you want to pull out some equity um, on the home. You want to do some rehab on your current home or simply pull out some equity in order, you know, or leverage yourself to buy another property. So like they like we say in the investment world, OPM, other people's money. So you pull out that money and you reinvest it and you just rinse and repeat and do it all over again. Which is what investors want to do. Yes, right. exactly. I mean, to have all this equity sitting in one property and not being able to use it to invest and grow wealth, um, this is why this product is so exciting. So it is. I, I'm really excited. So what are the three things that we should know, our audience should know about these type of loans? I would say um, you gotta have a minimum of a for the for the no for the rental the the they call it non DSCR. Yet you need to have a seven hundred plus score. Um, you know, where on DSCR you could go as low as six thirty in some instances, or six eighty is more preferred. Um, you need to have a minimum of twenty five percent down, versus you could go twenty percent with DSCR in a lot of circumstances. And the, uh, the, this particular program is usually going to be about a quarter percent or 25 basis points higher than a traditional DSCR loan. 
and you're going to probably going to need about two months of post-closing reserves. Reserve just means they want to see in the bank account, principal interest, taxes, and insurance, and any homeowner dues that are sitting in the bank account after all down payment and closing costs are paid. Okay. All right. So that's not bad. Uh, you know, that sounds pretty reasonable, actually. I think so. I think, I think so. so. An investor should be able to handle that. Um, what type of properties are good or, you know, are targeted for this? Are we talking yeah. 10 doors or are we talking two to four doors maximum? What type of properties? Yeah, you could do great question. You could do single family. You could do up to four units, one to four units. You can do condo hotels. You could do non-warrantable condominiums. And there's even some of my correspondent lenders that I could work through that will go up to eight units on case-by-case circumstance if the, if the situation makes sense. Oh, great, great. So there's a lot of flexibility in the types of properties as well. Absolutely. So basically, a lender can buy any property within yep. those parameters, and there's a lot yep. of choices, Danny. There is, and I even have some private lenders that I work with um, that are short-term lenders. And they really have some really, I have one that's extremely flexible. Like they don't say, hey, it's got to fit this box, take it or leave it. They say, show me the deal. And if it makes business, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. That's really all they're looking for. And this is one of my private lenders that are very, very aggressive in all 50 states to make a deal go through for an investor from rehabs to just straight up purchases, you name it, they do it. It's usually under 12 months. They prefer six to 12 months, but that's another conversation or another podcast in itself. Another podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Danny, you have, um, you have quite a few different clients that have used these types of programs. Can I have. Can you give us an, a couple examples of how this worked and what they were able to accomplish? I love storytelling for our audience because it really makes it real. So it, it, it really does. They, they tell you facts, tell stories, sell, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a few case studies. I mean, one is as of recent, um, she's pretty leveraged. Um, she's uh, her only income coming in is from her rental income. And um, there's no way traditional financing she'll ever get approved because, again, she's taking full advantage in a good way of the tax code. So she's maybe only showing very little per month, but she quit her day job and she's basically living off her rental income. So she's obviously doing very well. She's quite well for herself. <laughs> she is. And so she came to again, I got another great property. I don't want to lose it. What can I do? I go, beautiful. Um, I go, can you show me 12, preferably 24 months of bank statements? She's like, yes. I go, how's your credit score? She's like, pretty good. Even though, you know, I have a bunch of properties on my name. She's like, I go, you're at least over a 680. And she's like, yes. I was like, preferably over 700. She's like, yes, I got you. And um, I go, how much money do you want to go down? She automatically just said, I want to go 30% down. I go, beautiful. I go, send me your bank statements. Let's take a look at what you got going on here. And um, so we, um, and then show me the, the rentals of that area. Though we're going to get an appraiser that is going to do the rental comp, right? We call that a 1007 form in the appraisal world. Um, I, and then... So she ran the comps. We did everything we had to do. She showed the assets are sitting there in reserves, the whole nine yards. And boom, we, she, we found that she got the property. We got her approved. And she's rehabbing the house as we speak right now. And she's getting ready to flip it. That is awesome. So was this a duplex or a triplex? Yes. It was a it duplex. It was a multifamily duplex. Correct. 
Okay. All right. Yep. So for our first time buyers out there who want to be investors, a duplex is an awesome way to begin. It is a phenomenal way. And if I'm not sure if you want to talk about this segment or not, if you want to talk about multifamily and how you could even get in with less than 20% down, it could be this segment or another. You tell okay, the me. The next segment will do. But um, okay. going back to the RK study right now, that yes. was an incredible way to get into the market. It was. And it did was. she have to show rental income for both units? Because um, she's living in one. So well, it, it, to qualify, just so our audience understands this. Yes. In this particular scenario, we had to show the one and then, um, and that was really it. Right. Okay. But, as long, but as long as the one meets the debt service, then she was perfectly fine. Right. Our, it meets the criteria. The criteria. Yes. That is wonderful. That, that is a success story. Danny. It is. It was really, really good. And now she's already looking at other properties. She, so what she's, is she going to do? She's going to maintain this one as an investment property. And is she going to pull equity out in order to buy the next one? What is her plan so we can take our audience from step one to step two? Yeah, this particular one, she's going to fix, rent, and flip. That's what ah, she's doing. Yes. Okay. She's right. doing a, a fix, rent, and flip. There's many ways to skin the cat on this one, right? Exciting. Exciting. But, you yes. know, everybody has a different plan. Correct. And, um, you know, I kind of just want to segment out of this for just a quick second and talk about the importance of working with someone, whether it's your realtor, your, you know, loan officer, your CPA, someone, but you need to create a strategy. Yes. Right. You get that, that first property and it's exciting, but, you know, we have to have a strategy over time of what you want to do. So this gal here was a fix and flip it because she knew yes. what she wanted to do and how she's going to build her wealth. And Good. so um, I give a lot of credit to you, Danny, to lead her through that scenario yep. and lead Thank her you. to success because I know you're very good at this and that's Thank why you. I'm happy to have you on. Um, Thank you so let's much. Let's go back to the document here. There's, um, how do we get approved for this? There's pretty much three ways, I mean, three criteria for approval, correct? Yes. So it's very simple, really. They just have to fill out the loan application. You know, it's just a link that I send them over text message or email. Uh, we pull their credit and we, we, um, we, uh, I request for their bank statements and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that, that's the initial step one. And then we just run the rental comps, make sure that the, the rental comps are there and you got a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, What's the best way that someone does this? They fill out their application and they go to identify a property. Is there a rule of thumb as far as, because, you know, they don't want to spend a lot of money on appraisal, 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 right? Correct. Is there a rule of thumb as far as, you know, how to best identify maybe a duplex? Yes. You can start for, you know, a smaller property, a duplex. And how to identify what property may or may not work for this process. Well, and that's a good question. So there is minimum purchase prices on these, right? The DSCR, some banks will go as low as 150. On this particular one, it's 250. So th there are some minimum criteria as well from the purchase price. Um, as far as what to look for, I always tell them, listen, you could go as simple as go on to realtor.com. If you want to just do something quick and dirty, go on to realtor.com, look up rents in the zip codes that you're interested in. 
and try. I go with you non, not being an appraiser, I tell them, and not getting me involved just yet because I'll do some of my recon for them too once they're ready. But right. do step one. So look what the rentals are going for, for what's a two bedroom, two unit, you know, two bathroom, whatever it is, compare and contrast. So you're not wasting your time and we're not wasting everybody's time because time is valuable. So once, you know, they say, Hey, I think I found a good property. Here's the price point. Um, here's the rentals in the area. Can you, can you reaffirm it for me, Danny? Then I'll go up there and I'll say, okay, this looks viable because again, I don't want to waste my lenders, my correspondent lenders time too, because if they see me give them a very bunch of non-sophisticated uh, loans, or you know, like they haven't been vetted properly, they stop. They stopped. They stop getting excited about working with you. So I got to do my part. So they're excited. You know, every time I bring them a deal, they know there's a very good probability it's going to go through. Okay. All right. So that's good advice. Fill out the loan application. Yes. Look at rentals in the area to make sure yes. that the property they're identifying will somehow meet that criteria. Correct. And then go back to you or Correct. their loan officer, hopefully yourself. Yes. So that way you can do an analysis before that property goes into the system. That's exactly correct. And then, you know, I tell them, you know, obviously we're, that there's the, um, once you get into more, more than two units, there's the um, FHA, uh, well, this is not really DSI, actually, let, let, let's skip that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I apologize. I have it on my mind because, yeah, I apologize. Well, for another podcast as well. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, but that's great advice, you know, because um, we don't want our investors, our first-time investors, spending a lot of time and money, you know, looking at properties that don't make sense. And for you to be able to do that high-level evaluation with them, that yes. is incredible. And not everybody does that, Danny. So no, and I, listen, I it, like, service. Th that's exactly. Thank you. And you understand it more than anybody else. I mean, I, you know, our job is, is, for the lay person is a commodity. So how do you take something that we do as a, as a realtor like yourself or as a lender as myself, how do we take something ordinary and make it extraordinary? And we make it extraordinary by going over and above the call of duty. That's really the bottom line. It is. And you do that. So I appreciate it. Thank you. It. And, you and do I love too. when our, we work with our clients and make, you know, magic happen for them. Yes. So that's yes. fabulous. It's magical. So as we wrap up here, um, share with us the four tips of success. What are the four things that you would recommend for somebody to be successful in this program? Yeah, I would say definitely choose your property wisely. I would definitely say prep your credit accordingly, right? And yeah. then I would go to say, um, I, I would say, uh, gather proof of assets early. And I would have proof of rents ready, which is what we basically just uh, discussed. And those are the main four things right there. Then you come to your lender, get the application, or like we mentioned, get the credit. We'll pull the credit and then let us do our magic. Great. You know, you made the process sound super, super simple. And I guess in reality, it's really not that complicated, is it? It's, it's really not. It's it really, really isn't. not. And, no. um, you know, for our audience out there, investment properties are such a great way of building income. For our first-time buyers, it's a great way to get into real estate. If buying a primary home is just a little bit outside of your budget. And um, there's so many different ways that you can take one rental property 
and duplicate your efforts and get so much more out of real estate. And so if you're interested in learning more about no doc rental income loans or any kind of loans in real estate, as far as investment, contact myself, contact Danny. We are both here and we would be more than happy to help you, you know, grow your real estate investments and also build wealth via real estate. Danny, any last words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Uh, tell me who your rental properties are and I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> Very good. Danny, thank you again for being here. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for bringing such wealth of information. Thank you, Athena. Thank you very much. And it's always a pleasure to work with you, hang out with you, talk with you, because you are definitely a, you're a master of your, of your craft. So I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Danny. And right back to you. We'll see you thank next you. time. Bye. Bye-bye.